Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Anti-Aging Insights podcast. As always, great to have you along. I've got a really fun topic to talk about and it's all about what happens to the fat in our face as we age and what can we do to combat the fat that is decreasing in our faces. We're going to get into all of that. This is one part of the body where we want to keep fat. We want our fat to be there as long as possible because ultimately it is the change in the fat and the decline in the fat in our faces that contributes to some of the aging that we see in our faces. And so let's talk a little bit about first what facial fat pads are. I can describe some of the different areas in particular where we see fat pads and areas that do tend to decline more than others. And then, of course, I'd love to speak about what we can do to fight that battle against the declining amount of fat in our faces. So let's talk about this. What is a facial fat pad? Well, there are a whole bunch of facial fat pads in our faces. And these are in certain pockets around the face. If you think about the extremes on either ends of life, so think of a newborn a baby or you know a toddler, somebody that's maybe one, two, three years old, and you think of their faces, what do you picture in your mind? I know I picture a face that's sort of chubby, particularly in the cheeks. And why is that? It's because when we are extremely young, we have an abundance of fat in our faces. And over time, that fat declines. Now, if you think about somebody on the other end of the spectrum of age, somebody who is quite elderly, you might imagine a face that is looking more slim, sometimes even gaunt. And that is because the fat has lost its volume. And in fact, the fat pads that were once situated in one particular place on the face has actually changed its place as well. It is now sagging, it is falling. And so if you think about those two extremes, the toddler and the elderly uh, person, you can get a sense of what is happening through the course of our lifetime with the fat in our face. Now, when you jump somewhere in the middle, that's where we start to see the changes. And we go from having these healthy, fat-filled faces, if you will. <laughs> it doesn't sound that great when I say it that way, but the truth is we want that fat there. It's what gives us our youthful appearance. And over time, that fat does start to decline. Let me share with you a couple of particular places in our face where we have fat pads. Now, we have two different layers of fat. I should mention that as well. We have what's known as the superficial fat pads. These are the fat pads that are more close to the skin. In other words, they're just under the skin. And then we have the deep fat pads, and these are deeper to some of the muscle, in fact, in the face. And so these are different areas of the face that are important to consider when we want to deal with the reduction in the fat. When it comes to these superficial fat pads, so again, these are the ones just under the skin, some of the key ones that I'll point out to you are the forehead fat. So we've got a fat pad in the central forehead, we've got a fat pad in the middle of the forehead, meaning over an eye, and we've also got a lateral temporal cheek fat pad, which is a fat pad that runs down the side of the face from the temple all the way down to the angle of your jaw along the side of your face. 
There are also a lateral orbital fat pad, which is just to the outside of your eye. We have the nasolabial fat, which is a superficial fat pad, which is just next to the nose. We have a superficial medial cheek fat pad, which is almost smack right in the center of the cheek. And then we have a middle cheek fat pad, which is just a little bit further out towards the side of the face. When it comes to the deep fat pads, and these are the ones that tend to be underneath the muscle, we have a couple of key ones, not quite as many as the superficial ones, but there are some very, very key ones. Two of these are related to each other, and they are called the suborbicularis oculi fat. And there is what's known as a medial and a lateral one. A lot of fancy terms, which basically means the fat right under the eye, more towards the middle of the face, and more towards the outside of the face. We also have a deep medial cheek fat pad, which is where, exactly what that one describes, which is right in the center of the cheek, but deep. And we also have the buccal fat, which is the deep fat pad, which lies along the side of the face. Now, why is it important that we classify all of these different fat pads? And obviously, as a client, as a patient coming to discuss fat pads, you don't need to know the anatomy. That's what my job is, is to understand where these fat pads are, where we want them to be, and what happens to them over time. Why is that important for me as the treating clinician? Well, because when someone says to me, I've noticed that my cheek looks a little bit more hollow, it's important to be able to figure out which fat pad that is because here's the answer to the problem with the decreasing fat pads. We can use filler to fill them up. Think of these fat pads as pillows on your face, big fluffy pillows. And as we age, think of a big fluffy pillow on a sofa that has been sat on over and over again, hundreds, thousands of times. And what happens to that big fluffy pillow? It tends to get compressed. It tends to lose some of its volume. And that is kind of like what is happening to the fat pads on your face. How do we fix that? We fix it by plumping those up with various types of fillers. Now, depending on whether we are filling a superficial fat pad, one closer to the surface, or a deeper fat pad, one underneath the muscle, it is critical to choose the correct type of filler. We want the filler to have the right consistency to mimic the original fat that was there. This again is another reason why it's very important to see a clinician for filler who has the experience and understands the subtleties in the anatomy and the fillers. As an example, if we're going to fill some superficial fat, fat closer to the surface, we generally, as a rule, there are always exceptions to the rule, but generally we want to be using fillers that are quite uh, thin, not water consistency, but some that are just a little bit thicker than water. And what that does is it allows for the facial expressions to look as natural as possible. When we're going to deeper fat pads, we want to use filler that is a little bit more thick, a little bit more robust. And what that does, it allows for the structure to be built up again. And that can bring out some more of that projection of the fat pad. Now you can imagine if you put a robust, thicker filler just underneath the surface of the skin, that is more likely to create an uneven appearance and some lumpiness even in the skin. 
Alternatively, if you put a very thin filler deep down into a deep fat pad, you may not even notice the effects because it's so thin that it doesn't project all the way to the surface of the face. So those are just some examples of ways that we need to be taking into account the type of filler, the location of the face, and how we can best optimize the youthful appearance that we are going for. Now, when it comes to some of the specific treatments that we can do for these fat pads, I'd like to just give you some ideas, things to think about. A very common treatment is for tear troughs. That is in the area just underneath the eye. And so there's definite volume loss that happens with age in that region. And using the appropriate fillers, we can fill that area. Cheeks definitely lose their fat over time. And using the appropriate types of uh, filler, we can fill the different cheek fat pads. Temples as well can become more hollow as you age. And this is another area where we can fill that region with filler. Nasolabial folds become more apparent due to the loss of fat. Again, we can use filler in these areas. We can use filler in the chin. We can use fillers along the jaw. There are lots of different places that we can use fillers. Another very, very uh, popular treatment is dealing with the jowls that can start to happen as the skin starts to sag midway between the chin and the angle of the jaw. And what we can do is we can use fillers around the jowls, not in the jowls. We don't want to exacerbate that jowling, but we can use filler around the jowls and that can create the illusion of smoothing out the jaw. So there you have it. I hope that gives you a little bit of an idea of why the fat pads are so critical when it comes to aesthetics and why they are so critical when it comes to understanding filler and how filler can be used to help you feel your best and to help you sculpt that confidence so that you have, you possess that confidence in your everyday interactions with others. Always keep in mind that my priority is your safety number one. These fillers generally are extremely safe procedures. There are some mild risks as with every procedure. And this is something that I put a lot of importance on and I always have a lengthy discussion with you about risks and how we can minimize any of those risks. Of course, my approach is always customized and I want it to be the best treatment for you. And that is why it is so important to do a thorough analysis and have a discussion with you about what you're trying to achieve. Remember, you can always reach out to me on my Instagram profile at Dr. Terry Fisher or on my website at drterryfisher.com or of course through antiagingvancouver.com. With that being said, I hope that is helpful to you. Again, think of your fat pads as these beautiful pillows. Everybody's pillows in their face start to lose that volume as they age. And fillers are a wonderful way, one tool that we have that we can fill those pillows again and create that youthful and confident look that we all uh, crave. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.